guys. What is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, Morgan here, bringing you another episode of Joy in hope. I am just feeling so wound up on the Holy Spirit or something. There's just so much going on in my mind and so much I want to say, but Lord Jesus, just say your words through me and let this episode be fire and fire from you, fire from the Holy Spirit and zealous according to your will and your most holy name, Jesus. Today's episode is about how God doesn't want you to be lost. And if you're already lost, he doesn't want you to stay lost. And if you're lost and stuck in this cycle of shame, how he wants to help you out of that. But before we get into all that goodness, I just want to say thank you to all of my patrons on Patreon. I have about 50 now and praise be to God that is allowing my ministry to make about $500 a month. It ends up being a little less than that, more like 470 after the different costs are taken out on that platform or whatever. But I just want to say thank you to all of you who are making that possible because I had been doing some part-time work for a while, but it was stifling and I just felt like my heart was being divided and that for whatever reason, I'm supposed to be doing joy and hope. I just made my monthly newsletters that I send out to my patrons every month yesterday on the first of the month. It's just such a good way for me to stop and count the blessings from the past month, the different, and to actually sit there and see the fruits of my labor and what the Lord is allowing me to accomplish according to his most holy will. And I pray that that is always what I'm about. I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you. And I beg you, if you're watching this video, if you're listening to this podcast, if you are a person who feels convicted to tithe, whether that's to give a tenth of everything that you earn to the church, to your parish, to other causes. I know some people, I've even done an episode on tithing before, like we'll do 5% to their church parish and then 5% to other good causes that they feel led to give to. I just, I just want to say like, if you are out there, I, I ask you to consider tithing to this ministry by partnering with me on Patreon because I've been looking at my finances this week and I know that the Lord is bigger than all of that. So Jesus, I trust in your most holy name that you will provide for me. Um, but I was just seeing that in order to live, (laughs) I, it would be, it would be very good for me to be able to have $1,500 at least coming in every month. And the Lord has allowed that to be possible for a while through my savings account, through patrons, monthly patrons, through one-time donations, 
but I don't have a savings account really anymore. Like that is what I have used in God's service in the past month and it's pretty much gone. But yeah, Lord, I trust you to provide for me and I just pray that if you want more people to partner with me on Patreon, that you will convict their heart and that you will help them to know what amount that is at. So if the Lord is calling you to become a Joy and Hope patron, if that is a call you feel on your heart, I pray that you will go to the description below um, and click that link. It's patreon.com slash Morgan Mueller. So Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Morgan Mueller. Thank you for all of those who are already supporting me and those who are going to prayerfully consider doing so. One-time donations are also welcome. So if you're interested in that, see the description below. You can send me either an email or if you just want to comment on this video, like, hey, Morgan, send me more information about that. Let me know. I would be happy, happy, happy to do that. So without further ado and thanking my patrons extensively, let's get to today's episode. And before we do that, last thing, let's pray. Which should be the first thing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Totus tuus Maria ego sum. I am totally yours, Mary. I had some very pleasant memories come back to me this past week about a couple instances in my childhood where things were lost and were found and what joy that brings, especially a child. So to start off this episode, I want to illustrate that through these examples. So the first example, both are from my own life, but the first was when I actually lost something. So I don't remember how old I was, whether it was grade school or middle school, but I had this scarf. I had this scarf that I absolutely loved and it was pink and it had different stripes on it um, or different colored stripes on it. It was super warm. It was one of my favorite, if not my favorite winter accessory at this point in my life. And one night I was at Walmart with my mom and I lost my scarf. I don't know how. I don't know if it fell off the cart, if I hung it on the side and it fell off. Maybe we were trying on some clothes and I left it in the dressing room. I don't remember how I lost the scarf. I just remember being halfway home and panicking because I was like, mom, my scarf is missing. And I was distraught because I loved this scarf. It wasn't even a person. It was just a piece of material, but I loved this scarf. It went so well. I thought with all of my outfits, it probably would not be cute today, but I was distraught and I was like, we have to go back. We have to find my scarf. And my mom being the kind and generous person that she is, drives me all the way back to Walmart, which was at least 10 miles away. And we get there and we're just hoping beyond all hope, right? That this scarf is going to be there. I don't know if we retraced our steps or if we just went straight to the customer service counter, but that's where we ended up ultimately. And there it was. Someone had turned my scarf into this counter and I could have cried if I didn't cry. I do tend to cry at things. So like I wouldn't have been surprised if I cried. So I just rejoice that my scarf had been found, right? Next story. 
also from my own life, but it was my little cousin, Claire, shout out to her. Um, when she was really little, had this little blanket that looked like a lamb. So we called it Lammy. It was the Lammy blanket. And they lived several hours away from us, but we would meet in St. Louis. It was like the halfway point between where they live and where my family lived growing up. And so we would meet at like a mall in St. Louis every now and then and just go shopping for the day and hang out. And I don't remember what my aunt was doing, but it ended up that me, my mom, possibly my siblings, whoever, had Claire for the day. Just Claire. She was maybe two or three. That age that they are so attached to whatever that one thing is. And so for Claire, it was Lammy. And we distinctly remember my aunt saying to us, you can lose the diaper bag. You can lose the stroller. And even though this was totally a joke, she said laughingly, you can even lose Claire, but don't lose Lammy. Okay. We lost Lammy. I don't know how. It probably wasn't us. It was probably Claire. No offense, right? Because she was the kid. She probably threw it out of the stroller or accidentally dropped it out of the stroller or some other kid with a Lammy whose Lammy was lost grabbed it out of the stroller, whatever. Lammy got lost. We were at this huge mall. And for the, for sure, that day we did retrace our steps. That's the first thing we did when we realized Lammy was lost. We all panicked. I don't know if Claire knew Lammy was lost, but like we all were aware that it was a very big deal and would be a lot worse if we didn't find Lammy. So we retrace our steps. We go back through this entire mall. We're like, where were we when it was lost? We don't know. Again, ended up at the customer service counter, hoping against hope that this silly blanket would be there. And sure enough, it was there, the concierge or whatever they're called, like pulled out this blanket and was like, is this it? I kid you not, Claire literally leapt out of my mom's arms over the counter, grabbed Lammy, hugged it to her chest. Adorable, right? But I want you, viewer, listener, to just pause for a moment. Whether there's a story or time in your own life where this was true for you, I pray that the Holy Spirit hits your heart with how true this is in your life with the Lord. That in every instance in your life where you have wandered, where you have strayed, that there was a conversation had up in heaven where Jesus was like, Father, she's gone. Like, Father, he, he left me. He left us. What do we do? Like, let's make a plan. Like just last week, I was having a conversation with a friend. She was just in Florida with her family and her little nephew is like four years old and they got caught in this huge rainstorm. And it was this hilarious response on his part. He, he just kept repeating the phrase, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Like this little guy knew that they needed a plan. Like how much more so when one of his sons and daughters is lost, how much more so does the Lord long to intervene? 
and he seeks and he finds us and he sends us friends. He sends us family members. He sends us scripture. He sends us experiences in our lives that try to get through to us. But I think if we're honest with ourselves, sometimes we don't want to be found. I briefly addressed this in last week's episode, episode six from season two of The Chosen shows how Mary Magdalene, after the Lord has already brought her like back to himself, healed her of these different sins, and it seems like they're never going to come back, she strays again like she wanders off. And when Jesus sends Peter and Matthew to get her, she's like, I can't go back. Like, I can't go back. He's already saved me once. Like, he shouldn't have to a second time. Okay, guys, I've been there before too. But let's just all say this over each other. Like we can't, we can't live in that pity party because that's not the will of God. Jesus did not just come once and for all. Like he comes for you every single time you fall back into that sin. Jesus reaches his hand down into that pit to pull you out every time you fall for the same stupid thing over and over and over again. You're like, why do I keep lying to my parents? Why do I keep being promiscuous? Like, why do I keep doing these things? Because you're human. Get used to it. Because you are created in the image and likeness of God. So you are good, but your sins are bad. And here's where this cycle of shame comes in and when we tend to get stuck in it. We're focused on ourselves, just like Mary Magdalene in that episode. Like we're so focused on ourselves and what we've done wrong and how we're bad and how we're this and we're that. Guys, when we are tempted to live in that place, that is when the light of the Lord wants to come in and redirect us from ourselves to him. Not to our brokenness, but to his wholeness. Not to our bad, but to his good. Not to our need for redemption, but for his redeeming love. Like, this is especially hard for certain temperaments or personalities. I I don't like putting people in boxes, which is what our world likes to do a lot. It's like, okay, you're this, therefore you fit all these stereotypes and this is the box that you're gonna live in forever. I don't like doing that. So I don't like saying things like, oh, if you're this temperament, you're this or that. Like God is bigger than your temperament and he's bigger than your Meyer Briggs personality or whatever the heck, okay, you've identified yourself as or whatever. Like. I'm just saying there are bits of truth in some of those things. And so for like the different temperaments, I don't remember what they all are, but I very much tend to be a melancholic temperament. I'm so sorry, guys. My nose, it's just so bad. So sorry for the people that are listening that are having to pause right now. And I'm sorry for the people watching that are like, what is wrong with you? Um, sometimes you just got an itch on the outside and it's the weirdest thing, but like, Come Holy Spirit, help me to speak your truth. Like, I have a lot of these melancholic tendencies. And like part of that personality temperament that 
has actually been written about by a priest. Like it was really cool when I was in a Bible study this past summer, um, our leader like gave us these articles written by a priest. So I, I really appreciated that it was a spiritual outlook on it, not just like a psychology one, which can sometimes not be so great. So this priest like incorporated psychology and spirituality and part of a melancholic temperament is you are especially susceptible to being stuck in this cycle of shame. Meaning that it is really hard when you've done something wrong because you have a perfectionist tendency sometimes um, and you just have a hard time seeing the good things in yourself. Like it can be really hard for these personalities to get past that. And so what this priest recommended he, he gave a lot of suggestions for how to combat this spiritually, but one of them was focusing on the resurrection. That it might not be prudent for a person who tends to focus on the negative more so than others. Like it might not be good for you to focus on the crucifixion or the death of Christ or his need to die for your sins or that like a lot. Like it's good to know that and be aware of that, but if if you tend to focus and only pray with that, like you're gonna get stuck just seeing all the bad about you and not the good that God has created you in. Like when he created Adam and Eve, when he created man and woman and said, you are very good. Like this is very good. He didn't just mean them. And he doesn't just mean everybody who's physically fit. And he doesn't just mean everybody who's without sin. Today's gospel reading was literally from the gospel of Matthew when Jesus says, I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners. Who's actually righteous? Like none of us are without need of a savior. All of us are sinners. So in a sense, praise be to God that we are, because if we weren't, Jesus wouldn't have come. Like, oh, happy fault. Like, yes, we've fallen into sin, but also it shows us our need for the Lord. And his mercy is always there. It's always there. So if right now you just find yourself repeating the same sin over and over again, like you keep going to confession, but you just keep messing up and you're like, what the heck is the point? Like, why, Morgan, why are you telling me I need to keep fighting? Because you're worth it. And God doesn't want you to be lost. If me and my family could go all the way back to Walmart for a silly scarf or scour through a huge St. Louis mall for this one lamby blanket, how much more so does Jesus the Good Shepherd want to seek you, his lost sheep? He loves you. Like, He's never going to stop seeking you. So I just invite you to take a bit of time today and pray and reflect like, and, and ask the Lord Jesus right now in your most holy name we pray because sometimes we get lazy after we X out of videos or podcasts and we don't put anything into action. So let's just pray right now. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will reveal to this person behind the screen, this person behind the podcast, where you are sending people into their life. 
where you are sending scripture passages into their life. Maybe it's through social media or an Instagram reel or on TikTok. Like, Lord, your light can penetrate any platform and break through any darkness, any cycle of shame. I pray that you will show us how you are trying to bring us back to you. And I pray for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit upon us that we may have the courage to return to you, to see ourselves as you see us. Just like in scripture, that woman caught in adultery must have had so much shame, Lord. So much shame. Like if they, it says she was caught in the act of adultery, it wouldn't surprise me if those awful leaders drug her to you naked and just so ashamed. Lord, there have been times in our lives where we have felt like that. And we feel dirty. We feel disgusting. We feel gross and without hope. Lord, the truth is that that is a lie, <laughs> that we are never without hope and that we are never beyond your mercy. Because if that woman could be brought to you and you looked at her not with disdain, but with love and compassion and mercy, telling her to go and not sin again, that your forgiveness is ready if we just come and ask it of you. Jesus, I pray that whoever needs to hear this message today and to run to the sacrament of confession will do so because he is worth it. She is worth it. All for your greater glory, oh God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brother and sister, I hope that you know that you are loved and that you are good. And if this message hit your heart today, I pray that you will give it a like and that you will share it with other people who you know need to hear this message as well. Help me to bring light to the dark in this way. And I hope to see you back here soon. God bless. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing Joy and Hope full-time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.